Hello, everybody, and of course, welcome back to another episode of X Talking Ish with your boy X. And this. You already know what to do if you are on Facebook. Please make sure you like and share this broadcast. If you are on our Facebook page, go ahead and hit that like button. And, if, and as well, if you are on YouTube, go ahead and hit that red subscribe button and also hit that notification bell so you can be notified for shows like this one in the future. Ding. Thank you for that, Ish. And as well, if you are on Twitter, go ahead and check us out on Periscope. Of course, X uh, X Williams. Oh, my apologies. Oh, butcher that at X mm. talking this, and as mm -hmm. well on my personal page at X underscore Williams eighty one. <laughs> See what happens when you talk all fat, all triggered, it triggered, it man. Boy, all right. Let me go ahead and get them get the mess ups uh, early and out of the way in the beginning of the show, so we won't continue to have these moving forward. Um, but before we get into, of course, these games that we were able to witness over the weekend and, of course, last night, Ish got checking with my boy. How you doing today? Man, you know, chilling, chilling, man. Chilling, As y'all can see, Ish is just always chilling. Ain't nothing going on with Ish yeah, over there. Now, it, something yeah, going man. on with you over there. Let the people know. No, man. We, nah, man. We just chilling, man. You know. You ain't going to tell nobody about your beautiful haircut. It, you got that milk dud over there. Yo, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That milk thank dud you. looking good over there, oh, boy. I'm okay. Saying, yeah, boy. thank you. See, I'm going to have to. You going to make me put my hat back on. No, um, keep that mug on, boy. <laughs> I, can, I can see my future in your head right no, now. No, you funny. Good. You funny. Nah, um. It it was to be honest, bro. It was a bad week for me, um, football wise this weekend, man. My alma mater lost in a tough rivalry game, so yeah, that we, was a whole. We know, we know, you, we know. Brett was definitely letting you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, the Chiefs lost. I mean, it, it was just a tough. It was a tough week for me, and you lost fantasy to too. Honest. And I lost in fantasy a close game too. Yeah, uh, it was. It was just rough all all around. I can't even lie to you. So uh, I'm definitely looking for a quick bounce back. Then last night didn't help me any. I mean, I'm pretty sure I texted you in the middle of the game. Like, mm -hmm. bro, y'all got to help my man out. And yep, yep. They just, oh, man. Your boy Danny Dines, and we'll get into that real shortly. Uh, we'll go ahead and get the comment section right quick from our boy Fracturana. He says, hell of a week for football. A bunch of great games, yes, for week three. Man. Even though – Headline wise, it might have not looked like some you know good looking games, but when the games are played week three, I think the game surpassed the expectations yeah, for uh week three. And of course, uh fraction one I said shout out to the FC South, just not right. the Texans, and as well, we will talk about that <laughs> we'll very shortly them. as we'll well. Um, but week four, of course, we'll we'll talk about that towards the end of the show, of course, with Thursday night football starting off. And of course, on Sunday, we'll talk about um, the preview of week four slate should be a great week of sports. But let's go ahead and recap week three, starting off Monday Night Football, Cowboys, Giants. Um, of course, this is America's team versus another quote unquote America team, New York Giants, uh, playing against one another in the divisional uh, matchup in uh, New Jersey slash New York, the MetLife Stadium. Um now, prior to that Monday night kickoff, I'll be honest with you, Ish, I was going to pick the Giants. I just felt like the Giants overall, better team, felt like um, 
they as a team was rolling with momentum coming into week three. And I felt as though at home that they could get that win. But after I saw the slate of games on Sunday, I, I changed my mind. I said, you know what? The Cowboys have impressed me with their defense the last couple of weeks. Their defense honestly has been superb. And I felt as though that their defense was going to be the one that's going to lead the charge uh, for this game. And it and they were able to do that. Michael Parsons, of course, was all over the field like he always is. Most likely at this moment, the front runner for uh, defensive player of the year, again, at the moment. And the Cowboys were able to do enough on the offensive side of the ball to be able to win this game. But to be completely honest with you, is I feel like the Giants let one go. I mean, not just this game, of course, to add insult to injury, you lose Sterling Shepard as well on a freak accident of a play. I know that very well. That same type of accident, that same type of incident happened to me as well when I was in high school. If you were there, ran back onto the field, my knee gave out on me. So I completely understand what happened to Sterling Shepard on that one. But it's just unfortunate for a guy like him who's been dealing with unfortunate circumstances with the Giants. They thought this year was going to be his year. And now he's starting it all over again. And most likely, I mean, of course, the Giants are going to have to pay him that new contract that he signed. Of course, he's going to be with the Giants moving forward. But what surprised me at all moving forward, the Giants find a way to move away from Sterling Shepard. Man, here we go again. Let me just say this, man. And I already see the the I see the slander in the comments already. Dooley them popped up out of oh, he yeah. rose from the dead to come out here and you talk know, nonsense. You know he'll be on the show dimes. soon. Yeah, he'll be on the let show me, soon. Let me let me just say this, man. Banned from the league. Ooh. I texted this man X in the middle of the game and I said to him, Bro, they gotta help my man Danny Dimes out. He can't do it all by himself. He was the leading rusher for the Giants up until like midway through the third quarter, I believe. And then on top of that, they are were only three for 11 on third downs. You know why? Because Evan Neal can't block a soul, okay? Mm-hmm. Evan Neal can't block anyone. We could put a fifth grader out there, and they're probably going to go get there in, on third down and sack Danny Dimes, all right? Danny Dimes was out there <laughs> running for his life. Nine attempts for 79 yards he was only two yards behind saquon barkley you can't win games when danny dimes is two yards behind saquon barkley for rushing yards like you're not gonna win games that's a bad formula honestly the giants had this game they were doing everything they needed to do but third downs was the that was the bane of their existence in this game i mean third downs came and it was almost as if they did not know what they were doing out there. They it was shell shock. Danny Dimes running around trying to get out of there. Sometimes he didn't even have a second to throw the ball. But as soon as the snap came, there was two people back there sacking him. So all this slander against Danny Dimes, right? Obviously, you're going to point at Danny Dimes because he's a quarterback. But let's just be honest here. You could put whoever you want to at quarterback for New York right now. I don't think it's going to make much of a difference, especially now that Sterling Shepard's hurt. Saquon Barkley going back to the old Saquon Barkley. Who knows? Maybe next week he's going to get hurt, and then it's going to be back to last year. So they need to figure it out in New York because they need to give Danny Dimes a chance to throw the ball. Now, I'm happy you bring that up because I want to ask you this question. I want to ask people that's listening in right now. 
the question as well. And please answer it in the comment section because I want to hear what y'all have to say. We do know Brian Dable is a new head coach there. So obviously he didn't he didn't draft Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes is not, let's be real, it's not his guy, as in oh, he got, I, I worked with, I, as in the head coach worked with management to draft whoever quarterback for that system. I it looks like we're on the same page when regarding what happens with Danny Dimes, but more than likely, it seems as though, and I think we're on the same page as this. No matter what happens with Danny Dimes this season, it seems as though that they're going to move on from Danny Dimes. Oh, yeah, and either due to coaching uh, last or last couple of seasons, either due to uh, injured players, due to whatever it is, we can, we can both maybe agree and say that Danny Dimes, unfortunately, didn't get a fair chance to be successful for the Giants. But guess no. what? Danny Dimes is not the only quarterback in the league or in the history of the NFL who has been put in this type of situation. No, nah, no, nah, I don't want to hear unfortunate. it. No, I don't, don't want to hear it. It's unfortunate. No, 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 no. You got to listen to this. No, it's unfortunate, but it happens. RG3 was talking about this earlier this morning, talking about he played eight seasons and had to have to learn six different playbooks and six offensive coordinators. Listen, it RG3 happens, and it's himself, unfortunate. Okay? RG3 did that to himself. Danny You're Dimes not wrong on that. You're not wrong on that asked to change the the play calling and all that all right like danny dimes just got unlucky that everybody around him kept getting hurt and he had to be the running back quarterback wide receiver for the new york giants i understand that let me get to this comment right quick from lee and i'll also read the rest of the comments in a second he said i saw so many damn drops sterling had multiple gala galladay had multiple Galladay, man can we talk steals. about we'll, we'll talk about him shortly and richie james both had one she was rough now Another wide receiver that's, that Lee is not bringing up because he wasn't playing, that's Mr. Tony. I, my, my thing is with the Giants is whatever happened with that damn yacht cruise or trip, boat trip, whatever they had with with uh, with uh, Odell and 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 uh, Sterling Shepard and all them boys that was on that boat. It reminds me of the Vikings. Remember the Vikings back in the day where they had that that they got in trouble for that yacht. Uh, trip with the with the women on board and whatnot. And ever since then, the Vikings was just like were a team that nobody really talked about until you know past a couple of years now. That's what I'm looking at with the Giants right now. The, the the Giants record, and I don't have it right now. I'm pretty sure Lee might bring it out for us. But the Giants record since that picture is well below 500. And I think Brian Dable is the right coach to move forward with this team, but. They might have, they might have to clear house like they Dable, probably have to start the guy, but yeah they're gonna have to it's it's a complete rebuild I mean uh they've got some pieces there but they just unfortunately can't be they can't stay healthy to me they're in a similar situation to Baltimore but just worse right like yeah. Baltimore we know what they're capable of when they're healthy and now we see that in action. But with New York, it just feels like they're never healthy. Like, they just can't have all of their pieces on the field at the same time. And it looks like that defense is moving in the right direction. Um, And the offense with Brian Dable, you know, I'm excited about what what could be. But I just don't think they're ever going to have the weapons on the field so that we can see what it might actually, like, what the potential could be. So I think Danny's gone. I think they're going to have to figure that out. But – on the on the side note, you know, Cooper Rush now three and zero with the Dallas Cowboys, and 
Who would have thought that? Here huh? we go again with these Cowboys from, fans. From the quarterback man. controversy from Mr. Jerry Jones. Oh, man. I mean, yeah, sure. Jerry's out here igniting quarterback controversy because he can't get out of his own way. Man, um, one thing I will say about Jerry Jones, though, you got to respect him as a marketer and as a, as a businessman because he bought the sell jerseys. His, the Cowboys' name going to be, of course, continue to be in news rotation. It's the, it's the reason why they are the most valuable franchise in the NFL. They haven't won since the 90s, but – when it comes to winning headlines, that's one thing the Cowboys are going to do. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, nah, you're not wrong, that's man. Saying, you're not wrong. All right, let me get the comments right quick. Lee says, Tony and Wendell, uh, they got their two 20-year-old weapons that can't stay healthy. Everyone gets hurt, including their opponent. It's rough. And Lee also said, then they say like six for 31 or 41. The point is, that's not good. Whatever, not if it's it six for 31 or six for 41 – that's not good. Either way, it don't don't matter. It's bad. Not at all. Fracture One also says Denny Dimes to Houston. Please, I'd rather him than bum ass Mills. Anyone except Mills at this point. Woo! All right, let me get back to the previous comments. Uh, Christine Robichaux says worst game of the week. Uh, Lee says Denver 49ers Maybe. game was way worse. And then also Christine agrees. Oh yeah, because obviously everybody forgot about the punch show. Oh, Fracture One also says. I will say this. For everybody that loves talking about going back in the day, and I miss back in the day, and this, that, and the third, that was your football entertainment back in the day. So everybody that loves back in the day stuff, go watch some 12 to 10 football and enjoy that because that's what football was back in the day. So no, that was disgusting. Like that, that that wasn't back in the day football. That was, that was, that was, was 1942 right there, baby. That was the leather Captain helmet. Captain America game. was playing on the field. That was Rod, Rod Starback was on that field, boy. Man, you crazy. Fracture one also says Parsons second coming of LT dude is nasty. Now can he play like four years first? Can he play like yeah, about can four we give years? him a little bit more time? You play before about four we years. You gotta, you gotta get a bump. You gotta get a bump. I mean, on his he is doing his thing before though. Do any of that before we can even compare? Now I respect everybody wants to compare everybody. I got that. I got that. I'm not a hater. I'm just can guys play like minimum? You're a hater, years? but I mean, you you spitting some facts right now. But you are a hater. Let's get that straight. You just mad because nobody likes Danny Dimes. All right, I'm gonna leave it at that. Randy Daniels also says, "Nice catch, both of y'all on Miami. Appreciate that as well." Um, also, we ended on this. On it. Well, no, we're not ending on that one. Uh, and well, that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty much it for this game. Uh, again, when yeah. it comes to I'm these not two teams, on the Cowboys yet. I, I honestly don't know where these two teams are going to be going by the time Week Eight, Week Nine comes, because when that gets back. I know this is a weird question to ask, but are they going to be better or worse with Dak? Because for whatever reason, it seems as though the offense has some type of spark or juice or energy with Rush there. I don't know what it is. We'll see what happens, but I, I, it's just it's interesting to watch. I think it's no ego, right? So like I the see, play I calling, that too. I, I think the play calling becomes easier because you're not worried about like a superstar quarterback or anything. Like there's just no ego really. You can get Zeke and Pollard as many touches as you want to get them. Um, I mean, we'll see as the season goes along. Yeah. I'm still not sold on them yet. I need to see a couple more games. We know how look, we really know how it is. Anybody that comes into a game that doesn't have game field on them, that's just out there playing, the first couple of games, you might surprise an opponent or two because they really don't have anything on you. But once people have film on you and they see your tendencies, they see what you like to do, what you don't like to do, they will exploit it. It's the NFL. It's, that's just what it is about. 
All right, let's go ahead and move on to let's just be real ish. We go from one of the worst games of the, of the of the of the weekend to probably the best game of the weekend. Let's go ahead and talk about the most talked about game of the weekend, the Bills versus Dolphins. We talked about this uh, on the show when it comes to this is the Dolphins game. The Dolphins have to find a way to win this game. They have lost not five straight. We talked about this on the show. They actually have lost seven straight ish against yep, the Bills straight, before yeah. this game, and. The thing about this game, though, is I'm happy that the the Dolphins got this game, got this win. But to only win by two points at home when you have multiple starters out on the Bills. No, nah, that doesn't matter. No, no, don't do that. Don't. Do I'm that. not. Look, I'm. Look, this is what I'm saying, though, is not taking away the credit from the win at all. But I'm worried towards the end of the season because the Dolphins played this game at home. When the when the Dolphins go up to Buffalo and play them, when uh, again I gotta go look at the schedule. If you're not pulling the schedule for me, I appreciate yeah, that. I but if, if they play in November or December, most likely it will be snow there. And that game, I'm not saying it could determine division, but week 15. Be, okay, so most likely it will be a little cold and it will be a little snowy there. So yeah. the Dolphins had their home field advantage to be able to be taken care of for the Bills because you heard nothing but. Bills players falling out because it was hot and this, that, and the third. Okay, cool. Again, the Dolphins were able to win their win their game. They took care of home field and they took care of uh, winning the divisional game at home. Cool. But when the Dolphins go to Buffalo week 15, that's an interesting matchup to see as well, too, to see if the Dolphins are able to play in that weather. As well, what happens if they meet up again in the playoffs? What happens if Buffalo has home field or Miami has home field? That's going to be interesting to see as well if they play again against each other in the playoffs. But, again, for this game, shout out to the Dolphins for everything that they were able to do on both sides of the ball. But I'm worried that if the Bills are full strength, are they still better than the Miami Dolphins? That's my question. All right. But, okay. First and foremost, they won, right? And as you pointed out, they were 0-7 in the last seven games before this. So just being able to get over the hump, being able to win that game, and to win the game in the manner in which you win a game, it was a close game, it was a hard-fought game, and you still won. Like that talks – that is that says something about the mentality and the culture of this team, right? Like we've been talking about – for a long time, how this team has, they should have made the playoffs the last two years, how this team has, they've been so close. They're moving in the right direction. A win like this is the kind of win that propels you past the, oh, we almost there. We're almost there. We're building the culture to we're here. Like, this is our time. We know what we can do. Like, I don't care if they won by one point. The fact that they were able to pull off this win is big for just the mentality and moving forward playing against the Bills and competing in this division. Now, I like what Fracture Walnut brought up right here because yeah, I, wanted to bring, get, I wanted to get to this. You're talking about this comment yeah. or the next one? I, this comment that he brought up right here that you have on the screen because that last drive from Buffalo, I'm, I've been seeing the video circulating to the offensive coordinator and everybody talking about, you know, they got their deferring opinions or whatever. Hey, I probably would have lost it too, okay? Because let's just talk about the the sequence that we had on that last drive. Because when you really get down to the nitty-gritty, you got 18 seconds left, second and 10. 
You throw an incompletion to Gabriel Davis, and then you run one more play, and you complete it to Isaiah McKenzie for 12 yards, but you stay in bounds with no timeouts Mm -hmm. and don't get the opportunity to spike the ball and even attempt the field goal. To me, it just doesn't make sense. One, the throw, I, I question the throw, especially knowing the situation that we're in. Why are we throwing to the middle of the field like that? And then forcing him to try to run all the way to the sideline and get out when, I mean, that's going to be a task in and of itself. And then uh, even as they're trying to get lined up and everything, it just, it was a catastrophe. It was almost as bad as my man in Denver, but it wasn't that bad. I think that had Buffalo had a chance to kick a field goal, we might be talking about a little bit different game here. But when I bring this up, you over here like, no, nah, they won, though. No, I, I mean, I'm saying they won. They won, right? For mental, for From a Miami standpoint, they won. From a Buffalo standpoint, you're looking at it like, well, we kind of gave the game away at the end, right? I got you. So I, I think both teams come out of this feel, with a positive spin on it, right? Because I think Buffalo, like you said, they had injuries. Buffalo are going to feel like they should have – you know, found a way to get out so that they can kick a field goal, send it to overtime. Um, I don't think Buffalo thinks anything about Miami. I think they still think they own Miami. And I think Miami, they're looking at it like, yo, okay, we showed everybody that we're here. And I want to see how this progresses throughout the season. Because oh, yeah. if you think about it, Miami still, they still got a tough road to go. Oh, yeah. So but let me get to this comment right quick as well. well. We'll just piggyback off of what you're talking about. And I like this comment because it definitely does remind me of what Fracture was talking about last season. He says, this reminds me of last year when the Pats beat the Bills early in the season when they pretty much ran the ball all game and threw the ball in three times. And then the Bills came back and busted that ass. And we all know, of course, the Bills obviously went to the playoffs and lost to the Chiefs. But, again, we saw what really happened amongst that Chiefs team. We saw who was the better team. I'm sorry, the uh, Bills team. We saw, obviously, it was the Bills that were a better team overall. Uh, Frax Juan also says the same thing. The Patriots are better than the Chiefs. The Patriots. My fault. The Patriots. The Patriots. They were better than the Patriots. Relax. Relax. Okay. Y'all need to figure out how not to lose to the Colts. But, again, we'll get to that very soon. I knew that was coming. Just wait. I bet it was. I bet it was. We'll get to that real soon. Don't worry. Anyways, Lee also says, I get the Bills have five to six defensive starters out, but for them to hold that Bills offense to 19 is major. Yet I were missing one player, Gabe, Day, uh, Gabe, uh, 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 Davis, Gabe yeah. Davis, but uh, uh, but they locked up. Also, Lee says, Allen had a great stretch in the playoffs last year. The whole world has Herbert and Allen on this guy-like pedestal when – the when when the constantly crack under pressure and the super prone to big mistakes, Mahomes would be getting blasts. Why don't these two? Lee, you gotta talk to ESPN on that one, my boy. We don't we don't control we don't we don't control the we don't control what ESPN and Fox go. That's not my stuff. No, I'm not no, the no. media. I'm just saying. I, I just look. I understand what Lee talking about, but Lee, let's not act like Patrick Mahomes don't get put on the pedestal too. Like, let's let's relax, Chiefs. Chiefs, everybody. Like all my Chiefs fans on here, please. Let's. No, let's, I think he gets more slander than than the other young quarterbacks around the league. You think, think Matt Patty? 
Yeah, he gets more slander than um, and that's exactly what Lee's pointing out. He gets more slander than Herbert and Allen. Everybody always say positive things about Herbert and Allen. I don't hear the negative things, but as soon as you know, like they lost the game against the Colts, everybody acting as if like, oh my gosh, you know, what's going on in Kansas City? It's, it's I think more people were game. were worried and surprised about the whole back and forth with Patty and, and Eric being any more than well, that's been well documented during the offseason. That's part of the reason why people were thinking that the enemy wasn't coming back. So we can talk about that if if people we'll, want to talk we'll, about it. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that game shortly. Let's let's talk about let's stay in the AFC South right now. Oh, let's no. talk about no. these Houston Texans right quick. So close to pulling up. I feel so pulling a nice little upset in Chicago, and we're, we're there, just you know, but didn't have an opportunity to finish off the uh, game. I I will say this though. Um, what are you gonna say? Don't say any. Don't say anything dumb here. What did I do? You let me know. Nah, you, you say you will say this. What are you gonna say? There's no defending these Texans. That's why they I'm don't go back them. to being the That's why I'm not gonna defend them. I'm about to talk oh, okay, about right. the Bears. If you let okay. me finish, no, the Bears gonna, are terrible too. What I was gonna say is for the Bears to be two and one after three games, which a lot of people assume that they would probably be 0 and three. For real though, shout out to the Bears and shout out to Houston. <laughs> we had them losing to Houston. People definitely had them losing the 49ers week one. Oh yeah, they should have been losing. Okay, they so again, before the season started, ish, but Jim, I'm saying before the season started, started game, so you people know. probably would say, "Oh, the Bears probably going to be zero and three. The Texans game is a toss up. It could go zero and three, one and two, whatever." But for them to be after three weeks, for them to be two and one, you have to give more kudos to Justin Fields, uh, Coach Eberflores. We'll, we'll see what happens. With him. I'm not, I'm, I don't know if I'm sold on him or yeah. not, but Justin Fields. For him to wield this offense and also no, no. Can I finish, sir? Can I finish? finish. It's, ahead, it's the leadership. Garbage. It's the leadership garbage, that man. I see. It's the leadership that I see with Justin Fields and what he's able to do regarding, as in pulling everybody together. Say, look, it's us versus everybody. It's us versus mm-hmm. everybody. Fuck what everybody mm-hmm. talking about. Let's mm-hmm. go out there and go put on a show for mm-hmm. for the NFL. And put, put on a could, show. Hey, you can put make a joke all you want to. Yes, they've only completed 26 passes in three Thank games. I, I know what you're about to bring up, but Thank guess you. what? A win is a win. Like you said, the Dolphins are building. A win is a win. Don't matter you're how you right. get it. Don't matter you're if right. it's an ugly. Win. Don't matter if it's about 40 points. A win is a win, and the NFL is hard as hell to get those. And for you to be 2-1 after three games, shout out to the Bears. That's all I'm saying. I'm not shouting out that garbage, okay? I'm not shouting out that nonsense, okay? They are thir- They are last. Their offense is dead last in the league. I don't care if you're two and one; they're dead last in the league in total yards. But they are dead last. The Chiefs got beat by dead last in the league. They're dead last in the league in first downs. They're dead last in the league on passing attempts. Dead last in the league on passing yards. Dude, I'm not giving Justin Fields any credit right now because the fact that you're two and one, like, yes, you're playing in the NFL. Yes, congratulations. You have won these two games. But let's be honest. You won a game against San Francisco that was a sloppy, ugly, messy game, and Trey Lance started that game. So, I mean, you won it, but mm, there's an asterisk there. Then you got decimated by the Green Bay Packers and embarrassed. Then you brought yourself, you talking about leadership. Then this man came out and said, well, you know, we're working. I don't know any fans that are out here working. Like, 
oh, thank you, Justin, Mr. Sherlock Holmes, for getting out there on the stage and telling us that fans aren't working like y'all are working. Because, I mean, obviously, we know that the fans are out there practicing. Nah, first right? of all, he need, no, that's what he needs to do. Let these fans out here that delusional in the head thinking they can get their fat asses up from their chair and go throw the football or whatnot. Nah, call them out. I, no, I respect he, he, no, no call them out. Shut your fat ass up thinking you can do what, what an NFL player do. And and slang that thing. No, you can't shut your ass up. So yeah, you got a problem with Justin Fields? You got a problem with me? You won't ever see me defend Ohio State quarterbacks, but I'm doing it right now. What's up, man? dude? This this bear situation is terrible. Okay, the bear situation is terrible. It's it's ugly to watch. Um, I was excited going into the season to see the transition of Justin Fields and what he was able to do. You know, with a new coach and someone who actually could help him. But it looks bad okay the fact that they're not even trying to throw the ball if you watch this game at times you had to think to yourself like is am i watching like a triple option or something because they they like refuse to throw the ball period they're not even trying to call pass plays at this point they're running a lot they're running the ball a lot I mean, it's so bad. It is it's so like bad. it's like the Ravens, but no passing. You're right. Yeah, it's the Ravens, but no passing at all. So I don't know what needs to happen in Chicago. But let me just say this: they're on the road at New York, on the road at Minnesota. They got the Commanders, the Patriots on the road, and then Cowboys on the road. Like this is market. They're, be they're beating the Patriots on the road. Market. They're beating the Patriots on the road. They're gonna beat the Patriots on you the road. Me? This ain't the same Patriots. Y'all gotta stop. Y'all gotta stop acting like the Patriots are Tom Brady still led by Tom Brady still. Okay, it's not. It's not the old school Patriots anymore. The Patriots are gonna have a, a rude awakening in the next couple of years when it comes to how bad they are. Am I wrong? So again, yeah, the Bears. The Bears can find a way to win games that they're not supposed to due to the way that they hold onto the ball, the way that they run the ball, and the way that they are able to play some decent defense. Again, I'm not saying that they're going to go out and win the division. I'm not saying they're going to go to the playoffs or any, anything like that. But why they can't win six, seven games? Why they can't win it? Why they can't win some games that they're not supposed to win? We've seen it in the in the past three weeks in the NFL when it comes to any given Sunday. Every week there is a team that's like, what the hell? How in the hell did this team beat this team? It no, happens. I think I think they'll I think they will definitely scratch out. They'll they'll be able to scrap out some games because they play night. They play good, hard, old school Bears football, right? Yeah. But at some point, you got to start throwing the ball. Like my criticism is, you can't call plays the way you're calling plays right now and expect to be in some of these games. They're gonna have to start calling pass plays. Justin Fields, they got to figure that out. I don't care if he's throwing to the tight ends. I don't care if he's throwing bubble screens or tunnel screens, but they got to throw something. Uh, as you can see with the comment, uh, Mr. Trent Thompson says, who is Justin going to throw to? Um, he's throwing to absolutely no one because they don't have the weapons. Okay. Uh, I understand that. I know that. I know he has no one to throw to. First of all, what you're not going to do, you're not going to disrespect uh, Mr. St. Brown. Okay. You're not going to disrespect the little brother. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. When you look at both brothers, you can tell who's obviously the better brother. And his and the one is in Detroit. It's, yeah, Equinemius hasn't done anything. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm just busting balls. But yeah, Darn uh, Darnell Mooney. I mean, that's again the only other receiver that again basically wow. have a little juice on his team. But 
other than that, it's going to be a long season for the Bears. Long, long uh, hunker down, but six wins. That's the goal, six wins. Mm, yeah, Fractual, I can possibly see six wins. Fractual one also says, Bill ain't Bill no more. Sorry, not sorry. No, Bill mm, don't have I, I mean, the Patriots were able to to grind it out against X dark horse. The Steelers, yes, sir. So, Again, so you're bringing up exactly what I'm saying, is that any given Sunday, something no, nah, nah, no, I don't know about them beating the Patriots. I'm sorry. Look, tell you right now, mark it down, book it. X Williams calling the Bears beating the Patriots at home week what seven ish? Um, I'll have to go double check when that is. Whenever you find that, let me know because we're booking it right now. Easy money, y'all welcome. Yeah, that's week seven. There you go. So, like I said, book it. Let's go ahead and move on to another team in the AFC South. The very disappointed Tennessee Titans uh, hosted the. Las Vegas, Oakland, Los Angeles Raiders. I have to go ahead and group them all in there. The only zero three team. Where, oh, where's Dooley now? Dooley, don't don't run. No, he disappeared. Dooley. Nah, he disappeared. Don't you know, run. He ain't nah, on, he ain't on nah Dooley better come back. Dooley, Dooley I hope you comment. Dooley, Dooley is not team. a Ra- Dooley. Dooley is a whatever uh, California uh, team, team. Yeah, is whatever doing California well team doing at well. the time. <laughs> and then if they're not doing well, I'm hopping to my Commanders. Dooley, that's what Dooley <laughs> like to do. He he don't stay with one team. You know, he just he he ride with other teams. Just hop on whatever California team. Yeah, exactly. he, he a Rams fan right now because they Real won the talk. Super Bowl. Real talk. Don't let the Rams lose and Fort Niners start winning. He's like, Bay Area. Don't worry, we'll have Dooley back on soon. But right, let's go ahead and talk about this game very very shortly. There's nothing really to talk about regarding uh, the Titans. Almost lost this goddamn game. Uh, oh, I was man. watching this game, and of course, Derek Carr leads the team down the, down the field to score. Uh, touchdown to put the team within two of tying the game. Uh, the Raiders, of course, go for a two-point conversion, do not get it, and obviously the, the uh, Titans win the game 24-22. But with that being said, um, the Titans are who I expected them to be after you give away A.J. Brown, okay? And I know Ish probably going to roll his eye because he's over here like, oh, yeah, here go A.J. Brown. Look, I'm just dead-ass serious. There are no explosive players on the offense even I, I, I'm a Derrick Henry guy, but Derrick Henry is not what he once was. And it has no knock to him. He's going to still run for a thousand yards. But when it comes to the, the explosive plays, he has to run downhill to gain that momentum to be explosive. He is not a running back that is going to get the ball and bam, just going to explode out of that hole. And what I'm seeing, what a lot of defenses are now doing, which they should have done years ago, is meet him at the hole, stop him before he gets momentum. And with when if they are able to do that, you're able to neutralize the the running game. Tannehill is not that guy. Tannehill is not that guy that's going to be able to put a team on the back and be able to go out there and lead a team to victory. And got the win, of course, here against the Raiders. The Raiders are going to have to do a lot of soul searching moving forward. I think they are okay. They're not winning the division, probably not making the playoffs, but I think they are okay when it comes to having the right guy, Derek Carr, to help lead them through this BS. They did it last season. Did last season with a lot more BS going on. The so only 0-3 team in the league. Yes. Again, not making the playoffs, not winning the division. I'm just okay, saying that you, they have an opportunity to at least make uh, have a winning a winning record. That's all. So let me ask you a question about yes, them. Okay. When it comes to the Raiders and you look at the additions that they made, right? It's disappointing. Chandler you Jones, Devontae, Devontae Adams. Adams. I mean, only 189 yards through three games. Three two, touchdowns. Two tuggies, though. Oh, three? I think he said two. Three touchdowns, but only 189 yards. Are you concerned, as a Raiders fan, 
based on that that stat line for Devontae Adams. We don't forget this is also Dooley's other team, the Raiders as well. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because like I tell you, like I told you all the time, and I, I will stay consistent with this every year. The first four games of the season, to me, I, I it's like a, it's just a, a faster version of preseason. Yes, yeah, preseason. It's, everybody is still getting their wind up under them, still trying to figure out the playbook, figure out what plays work, figure out. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, of you got to think about it. Like some of these starters didn't play at all throughout at all. the preseason, yeah. right? So, so, like, they're still ramping up. They're getting. To and, and we talk about this all the time. We play football from high school all the way to the highest level, and the and. A lot of people take preseason and scrimmage games for granted. And nobody want to do that. We want to go out and just go play, you know, week one. You have to get some type of one-on-one action, if Chemistry, not just with you guys, but against speed. somebody else that yeah. is also good. Those 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 um uh duo practices, those team practices that they have in, in, in the middle of a preseason, they're cool and all, but the only thing we hear out of most of them are, are fights that break out. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're, they're, I'm pretty sure there's plenty of practices where both teams get better because they actually put in the work and both teams got better that day. But most of those time, most of the times during preseason, there are two or mainly two teams that are just vicious and ready to hit somebody. And because you're not on my team, I want to find a way that I can do something and not get in trouble for it. I'm not saying Aaron Donald, but we obviously – that's pro- those rules are probably going to change next That's season. Exactly what you're to, saying, Aaron Donald. <laughs> when it comes to um, uh, <laughs> we out here swinging helmets, we out, out here swinging stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to get rubbermanded for it. So um, it's interesting how this game played out. Interesting for the Raiders moving forward. I again, I think they're fine. Let's check in in week nine and see what happens. But uh, yeah, on three. I mean, they got a they got a quick turnaround here because. Um, they got the Broncos, so division rival next week, uh, this week, mm-hmm. and I mean that's gonna be a good game because mm-hmm. you got the Broncos at home, and then you go on the road to Kansas City before your bye week. I think well, you know we know how the Raiders play Kansas, Kansas City. I'm not uh, saying they're gonna beat. They're, they're not gonna beat Come the Kansas. On. They're not gonna beat the Chiefs, but we do know how they like to play against them. They know who they are. Wouldn't surprise me at all if that Devontae Adams breakout game. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised they win that game. I would not be surprised they go on the road and beat Kansas City in Kansas City. And that's just how the NFL is this season. It's just you don't you don't know. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the Speaking other of Kansas City AFC South team that actually showed up this weekend. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts finally get their first win of the season, beating the Chiefs at home. Um, ish, I wasn't able to really watch this game. Of course, I watched highlights throughout the game. I've watched it. I watched the score on the ticker, and I was definitely looking like, oh, why are the Colts beating the Chiefs at one point in time? And I was waiting for the Chiefs to break out, waiting for the Chiefs to get those two touchdowns in and start breaking away, but it just never happened. I'll le- I'll let you, uh, of course, take it from here. No, I just think it was one of those games um, where the Chiefs just kind of – they just – they, they have these games where I think – and it happened last year and we saw it last year uh, early in the season where it's like they just don't flip the switch. Like it's it doesn't seem like there's any urgency in the play calling. They're kind of feeling things out. It's, it feels sometimes like Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy are trying to be a little too cute at times and they're not actually just trying to go out there. Um, and I'll say this about the Chiefs. I don't feel like the past two years maybe – I don't see that mentality of 
let's go out and just put it on on people Mm -hmm. right like at times it feels like the chiefs are trying to prove this point of like yeah we got this great quarterback we got this great um offensive minor andy reed we can call all these gadget plays we can get the ball to different people in all these different ways but it doesn't feel like at times that they go out with this mentality of like Let's put our foot on the neck. Put our foot on the necks and and, and finish them. And and that's where for me, I think we've kind of seen the shift when they've played some of these teams like the Chargers or the Bills, where these teams they don't have that mystique or that fear of Patrick Mahomes anymore. And also they know, hey, we can put points up with you too. So if you want to make it a, a gunslinger showdown. Don't worry. We're here for it all day. And I think they need to just go back to just let's go and see how many points can we put up. Let's not go out here and try to show that we got this great offensive mind. Let's go put up all the points we can put up. And that's where to, to take care of the elephant in the room. Okay. I totally side with Patrick Mahomes. When you when you get to the end of the half and you decide you're not going to give him an opportunity to throw the ball, the man has an arm. I understand you may be thinking like, oh, let's not risk him getting hurt or something. Just let him run around and throw the ball up. okay? like what what in this you're leading the game. The time was winding down. It's not like they were going to run it back for a pick six. So I just don't understand why we decided to just let the time run out. So I'm with him all day because I feel like a team that wants to put somebody away, a team that wants to go out there and put their foot on someone's neck and just shut the game down would have thrown the ball there. And instead, Eric Bieniemy seemed to be okay with like, oh, well, we got the lead. Let's just go to halftime. And that's where my critique for the Chiefs are. Right now, they don't have that mentality for me that says Super Bowl champion. So I'll just piggyback off of that. Do you feel as though they are not as scary as they once were? And it has, to me, I don't think it has anything to do with Tyree Hill. I think it has more to do with, like you're saying, that mentality of let's go out there, put up 40, 50 points, let these fools know who we are, and let everybody know that, yeah, y'all need to be scared when the Chiefs come into town. Do you feel as though that that mindset is not – there as it once was yeah i i just don't i don't i don't see that killer instinct right now i don't see it from them um we could talk about three for ten on third down conversions i mean that's not good one for two on fourth down conversions it's just all around and i know that there are some injuries that have happened to the team and they're suffering and yeah lee brings up the kicker i mean not having a kicker has has hurt in in some ways but at the end of the day like he says that, that should have been an easy win. Let me uh, get if to the If you had right the me- mentality, it should have been an easy win. No, I got you. We're on the same page. Lee says, even without flipping the switch, that's an easy win. I hate the excuses, but our kicker being hurt is tough. Missed two chip shots and missed PAT doing a fake field goal pass because the kicker sucks. For what should have been a third chip shot, muff punt at the four. Uh, that gave them really uh, their only offense till that final drive. Special teams was saddening. Uh, Lee also says Andy Reid made that call. It wasn't the enemy. Reid stated it. Uh, it was Reid stated it, and it was his idea to go into half. The enemy was trying to relay that to Pat, and that's when they had their little disagreement. So when Andy came up 
Pat was like, oh, yeah, oh, damn, okay, and then walked off the field. Yeah, so I saw Andy say that. Can I just say I don't believe that? <laughs> I don't I don't believe it. I I think it was the enemy that made the call. I don't believe. I think that Andy's trying to chill out this narrative that's been going on for a couple. I mean, it started back when the enemy wasn't getting the head coaching jobs and people were saying, well, you know, he's not actually doing anything to help the team win and stuff. Yeah, I don't believe that. I think the enemy the one that made that call. And Andy wants to, you know, kind of cool it down. like how As a head coach. As a head coach. Is yeah, he as a head coach. Doing, he's doing what yeah. he's supposed to do. But, yeah, the enemy the one that made that call. I don't believe that nonsense. Andy, you can't fool me, okay? I know I know Eric over there making bad calls. It's, it's been watching football a little long, a little longer than you think. So, you know, when he sees somebody BSing on him. Yeah, Andy went over there like Pat. Don't do that. Don't do that out here, please. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and wrap up uh, this. Of course, one of our segments we do on Sunday. Uh, if I was a betting man, let's go ahead and recap uh, what I talked about. And uh, unfortunately, I went uh, one for two. But same here. But um, I went. I went a nice little one for two. Uh, Lions. I said, of course, Lions will cover the spread against the Vikings. Of course, Vikings was a six point favorite. Uh, Lions only lost by four, so of course, if you put some money on that, you won some money. Uh, unfortunately, Carson Wentz does for me what he always does, and that's let me down. Um, I said, I told you, I, I tried to tell you, but you aren't listening I know, to me. I know, hey, I try to tell you about other teams you should have picked, but you didn't listen to me. It's all good. We two hard headed people that ain't gonna listen to one another. That's what that's what makes a marriage that great, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, over under one and a half pass touchdown for Carson Wentz. Um, he got close, he got zero. So uh, <laughs> if you put the over, you lost some money. And as well, over under 42 and a half points for the Falcons and Seahawks. I said take the under. And, of course, they do what they do best. And that's what birds do when it comes yeah, to you shooting. Yeah, you 0 for 2 on these. So, well, because that's another reason why I went uh, over on this one. Because birds just do not like me. For, people, for the people that don't know this story, oh my gosh. Uh, when I was in middle school uh, waiting for a football game, uh, in the stands with my pads on everything like that, birds shitting on me. Don't don't believe me. Going <laughs> what I'm dead ass. Oh, I'm dead ass. What serious. does that have to do with anything, bro? That well, you want to know what it has to do? What it has to do is that is that birds are gonna find a way to shit on me, ish. Physically or metaphorically, they're gonna always find you a way to this? shit on me. That's what it means. Bro, you are you a fool for that one. Bro. I'm dead ass serious. Y'all think I'm playing? I'm, I, I'm so serious. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that happened to you. Walking to middle but, school. Uh, Walking middle school. Don't don't wow. believe me. Go ask. Go ask. Uh, Andrew Brown, Man. Travis. You can ask Travis Crow. Travis Crow was there. Yeah. <sighs> All right, and of course, our other segment. Don't be upset. Of course, where we pick our upset picks of the week. And uh, for me, I got this one right. I did say Jags over Chargers, so uh, that one definitely worked out for me. And Ish, he went out with a. He went out on a limb with this one. Uh, I, went out I was, I was scratching my head, and as you can see, he didn't listen to me the same way I didn't listen to him. And. Uh, yeah, just over Bengals. I respect it. Hey, I respect the putting your neck out there, but yeah, maybe next week. Uh, you know, um, just man, Flacco. Sorry. Flacco. I, I got too. I got too high on Flacco, and then he just decided to. He came back down to earth real quick. He, he last week he relived his uh Super Bowl we uh, Super Bowl days, and then 
this past week, he just decided, yeah. you know what? Went, went back to uh, old school, uh, new school Flacco, I should say. Not mm-hmm. old school. All right, let's go ahead and wrap up a couple of these games before we get up out of here for tonight. We'll talk about this very quickly. One of, if not the best team in the league, depending on who you ask, uh, seeing as though Dolphins and Eagles are one and two. And right now at the moment, after week three, it's just Super Bowl pick is looking real good. The uh, Philadelphia Eagles took care of the commanders um, and won this game relatively pretty easily. Uh, it really is not too much to talk about this game other than can the Eagles stay healthy? That's really the main question. If they can stay healthy. Can Justin, can Jalen Hurts continue his progression? Continue to keep, I mean, to be honest with you, why not? When you have two raw receivers, the way that you have them, Mr. Smith and Mr. Uh, Brown, and I, mean, I don't, see, I don't yeah. see why you can't cannot continue to be successful. The defense is doing what they need to do. I mean, make Carson Wentz. Oh, here goes my favorite. Here goes my favorite. Oh, here we go. Oh, I was, I was hoping that she was still on. I was hoping because I no, remember yeah. I remember just a couple of years ago, and I hope my good friend, the Pauline Robert Show, is, is, is tuning in as well because I could have sworn when a guy named Carson Wentz was playing on his Philadelphia Philadelphia Eagles team that we had somebody named Christine Robert Show that swore up and down that Carson Wentz was the next great quarterback to play on this team and just play hey, that's in the NFL. News. That's whole news, man. I mean, I, I just, I just remember. I mean, I just, that's I just want to make sure everybody knows that Carson Wentz at one point in time was the greatest quarterback to ever put on a Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia um, Eagles okay, uniform. That's news. And now the defense is putting him where he deserves to be, and that's on, and that's Ooh. on the field. Uh, so. This front yeah. seven, hey, but I said that was the key to the game. That front seven, defense. whether yeah, or not he's gonna get that time, and he sure did not. He did not, he did not. So we'll see what happens to both of these teams. I expect the Eagles to continue to keep flying as the Eagles fly. I know you want to, of course, sing your song and the commanders to, of course, continue to keep commanding. Uh, Christine says he was still better than he is now. He still helped us get to a Super Bowl. He's not the same since the injury. Okay, still we're still obviously in denial. <laughs> we're, gonna go ahead, we're gonna go ahead and move on from that. Okay, uh, yeah, let's not go. start that. Jesus, Jesus. All right, Fraction Wild also says, "Is it time to put some respect on the Jags name? Ish, are they still the London Jags?" And thank you for that, Mister Fraction Wanda, because we are segueing right into that game, the Jaguars and of course the Chargers. My upset pick of the week. And the, the, the Jaguars did not win this game by three points. They took care of business on Ooh, the road. They put um, that beat down on them. I'll throw it to you first before I say my spill. After three weeks, are the Jags for real? Is Doug Peterson doing it again? Is he going to do it that's, again? That's another real question right there, too. I mean, they put the pieces to, in place. They went out. They were very active in the free agent market. Yep. Um, they made a lot of moves. They Christian, Christian Kirk overhauled. Moved. We talked Man. about Christian Kirk over the offseason. We looked at that crazy, and right now we, we, we laughed at him a little bit. We well, we the ones that's getting laughed at right now. Yeah, I mean it, um, it looks it looks pretty amazing how they're able to turn it around so quick. The mentality of this team just seems different. Um, for me, it's still early in the season, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so um, we we need to wait a little bit. But I think Doug Peterson is the right guy for this job. I think oh, yeah. he's helping Trevor Lawrence a lot. 
Um, James Robinson, when are people going to put respect on his name? I know a lot of people thought Travis Etienne was going to come in and take that man's spot, and Robinson has just responded. He has been balling out um, with this team. Christian Kirk is balling now. Uh, this defense has just been flying around, just making noise. It is insane what they're doing um, down there. Um, I still am going to continue to call them the London Jaguars uh, for the time being, though. Like I said last week, the queen, uh, she did turn over the ownership to me. And part of my ownership of the London Jaguars, I've been talking to them, trying to get them in the right mind um, to accept that, you know, they're going to have to play some of their games here in America. And they can save the really great performances for London if they need to. But um yeah, see what yeah I, think I think they're starting to take it to heart a little bit. You know, they're they're preparing for that move to officially be the London Jaguars, and they're just showing America what they're going to miss when they move over there. Interesting, interesting. Um, I will just say this. If the Jaguars continue to keep doing what they're doing, within two years, they'll be in the AFC Championship game. I said what I said. I said what I said. Yeah, I still don't see that. Let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. The reason why I'm saying that is because let's not act like the Jags were not just in the AFC Championship game five years ago with a guy named Blake Bortles. Well, that's true. Now, let me finish. Let me finish. Different landscape. Let me finish. You're correct on what you're saying when it comes to, well, you can look at this variable. You can look at that variable. I got you. But we just saw the Bengals go to the Super Bowl last year. I'm not saying that the Bengals – or after they went to the Super Bowl last year, all of a sudden they're going to go to uh, four or five Super Bowls in the next five years. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that as as we have seen before, if you are able to have a quarterback, a coach that knows what he's doing. Top 10 defense. Yeah, a decent defense. And a little luck that goes your way from time to time, you'll be surprised at a run you can make in the playoffs. And all of a sudden – you're in a conference championship game, and you won't get. Well, away it from helps Super- that they're in the AFC South, yes, it does. especially because when you think about it, the Colts are—they're still an older team, even with some of the younger pieces they have. Overall, that team is still an older team, and they're still trying to figure out like how do we rebuild without actually rebuilding, rebuilding. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in, in Tennessee, it's a—it's really close to a rebuild at this point. No, I, I agree. Mean, I, 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 we're I just, in limbo. We're we're literally in like. We're about to. We're still trying to continue to rise, but in reality, it's like, bro, that's shit yeah. Is it's, down it's slowly kind of starting to come it's, down it's to where it's like, rebuild, yeah, so. it might be time to. Actually I agree, rebuild. but that's what I'm saying when it comes to the Jags and the Texans. The Texans have an opportunity with the next draft coming up and whatnot to where maybe you could put in some pieces. Again, I'm not saying that you're going to go to the AFC Championship game or the division, but I'm just saying you have an opportunity to sneak up in the AFC South to where you maybe could surpass the Titans in the in the Colts. And all of a sudden, it's the Jags and the, and the Texans over the next. Two I just or three don't believe in this Houston organization to make the right kind of moves. I'm sorry. I just his history has shown that they just don't know what they're doing. I wouldn't be surprised if come the draft time they gonna they gonna pick a quarterback. They gonna pick Sam Hartman out of Wake Forest as the number one pick. There you go. They are not gonna do that. <laughs> they're not gonna do that. All right. You say that, but watch. Leading up to the draft, they're going to be like, man, this guy's arm strength. He's a hidden gem. 
He's got all the hidden. They might do all him. the intangibles, huh? DJ Ulungalele is going to be the number one. Like, they going to draft. They going to find somebody. There you go. That's how you say. DJ They going to find someone else to pick. Or they, or they won't even draft a quarterback. They going to yeah, draft, draft like. Will Anderson from, from Bama. No, nah, they're not even going to draft Will Anderson. Who are they going to draft? They're going to find. I don't know. They're going to find some no-name left. No, not even left tackle. Like a right tackle. That they're gonna try to play at left tackle. Fresh Rono says Titans making the same moves the Texans did trade away. Uh your best offensive weapon with nothing in return in my oh, opinion. but I did want to bring this up in relation to the Texans. So there is a guy that played for the Texans that I think if we're gonna set Lovey Smith up and we're gonna get rid of him, this guy should be the next head coach of the Texans. Oh, 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 uh, goddamn uh, defense coordinator for the Niners, DeMarco, DeMico Ryans. DeMico Ryans. DeMico Ryans should be no, the head I, coach I, for the Houston Texans next year. I 100 million thousand percent agree with you. But he it ain't going to happen. Coach. He it should be happen. the head and coach for know, the Texans you next know, year. And you want to know who's going to miss the ball on that one? The Cal McNair? Because that's of a course. great opportunity. That's a great opportunity. I, you know what? I didn't even think about that. But you are you are a smart young man, sir. Because you can bring in a former Texan, somebody who's been – a hell of a coordinator on defensive side of the ball for the last how many years now? Man. And and it will also, I think, I could be wrong, but also help the Houston Texans alumni come back and actually show some support for the Texans. Because let's be real, most of the Texan players don't even fuck with the Texans. They don't even mess with the team like that. Because of the owner. So if you bring a guy in like D'Amico Ryans, that changes everything. Man. Now, Fracture Wanda brings this up because – because this was the notion that was talked about in the offseason before Levy Smith got exactly high. what Josh will McCown. happen. That's Josh McCown, and I don't want that to ever happen. Like, y'all will go backwards if that happens. Don't do that. Fresh one also says Ryan's had beef with the See, Texas but this offense. is a way to mend those. Thank this you. Is a way to and mend that's the exactly what I was going to say. Right here. The, the, the Texans need something, and that's to be, get better and to win. And D'Amico Ryan's deserves an opportunity to become a head coach. Yes, let's let's let's, let's and, form a partnership and let's help we, each other out. And, and whatever that, happens, whatever happens, either you go down or you go up. Guess what? The Texans were always going to be trash anyway, so you might as well. And if it works out, if it works out for everybody. We can all hug and embrace and forget about the past and be able to move forward. Man, I mean, look, ish. I mean, it's, it's the perfect situation. Really. Marketing would be it will eat it up easily. I mean, I I agree. It's I don't. It's it's too simple and too smart of an idea for the Texans not to do. It. That's the only. It's important. there for them. It's there for them to do it. But Frank says, like Ish said, I don't trust them. That's the problem. Don't trust them. All right, let's go ahead and wrap it up with the last couple of games. A game that nope. Ish didn't even watch. I will nope. just talk about it very briefly because apparently Ish is a hater when it comes to two uh, two uh, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Packers and the Buccaneers. As you can see, this score was a uh, one of them old school. Uh, drag, knock them out, drag them out type of games. 14, Sounded like 12. it was garbage. Uh, like I predicted. Wasn't garbage. More like okay. more like Forky from uh, Toy Story Four. More like trash. Oh yep. It was trash. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. Garbage. It was, just, it was just trash. That's all. Mm-hmm. For the hype coming into this game, I will agree with you. Yes, unfortunately, probably didn't live up to the hype. But overall, I tried to tell you before. Overall, again, it's Sunday football. I'm gonna watch. I don't give a damn what you talking about. Is my point is overall though, uh, the the Packers got a much needed win. 
They needed mm-hmm. to get this win. Uh, shout out to them for coming down to the South and getting this this win. Romeo Dobbs. They've been talking Without, about him. Some, They've been but, hyping him but up. That's somebody that Aaron Rodgers might be able to turn into the next Devontae Adams. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Next Romeo Dobbs, next Donald Driver, whatever it is, uh, when it comes to the next wide receiver for the Green Bay to be that number one, it could be him. We, of yep. course, have to see some more uh, from him moving forward. Uh, but right now, Aaron Rodgers has a mini smile because somebody on his team was actually able to catch it down. Just a little bit, a little bitty one. Just a little bit. All right, we'll wrap it up with this Sunday night football. I'm sorry. Sun, we'll wrap it up for Sunday night football for week three and before we talk about the Thursday night oh, football matchup right quick. Oh, my gosh. Um, this game had probably more combined punts did it in, than it did more combined points uh, with 21 um, ish. This was ugly. This was ugly. Um, I I don't even know how the Broncos even found a way to win this game. They probably Mm. should not have won this game. Um, And the only question I are the two questions I have. So unfortunately, Trent Williams got hurt with that in that game. He might be out for next six plus weeks. Um, I don't know how the 49ers are able to uh, continue on riding the ship with the way that that left side is banged up at the moment. The question I have for you, though, is for the Broncos, is it already time to panic over there, especially on the offensive side of the ball regarding Nathaniel Hackett and what they are doing? Because, yo, fracture on the quarterback, slander. You bring in a quarterback, you pay him 200 plus million dollars. I'm not saying go out there and let him throw the ball 60 times a game, but for right now, after three weeks, it just does not seem like Russ is comfortable. In his office assistant. No, it's not that Russ isn't comfortable. Russ is exactly who he's always been. I don't know why we thought Russ was going to go to Denver and make Denver like he was the second coming of Peyton Manning to so Denver. What you saw like not. what you saw right now, you saw Richard Sherman. You saw Richard Sherman. A lot of people think Richard Sherman is mean, a hater for talking about Russ, but in reality, it seems though uh, Richard Sherman might be correct on his uh, critique of russell wilson but i will say the same way russell wilson is was same way with lebron or certain other players that are polarizing in the media when it comes to they can't do no wrong maybe russ is one of those guys where he can go out there go 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 do a 30 for 30 like Jameis, and people will still find a way to say well you know he's still a super bowl champ you know still a super bowl type of quarterback uh do you think that type of Media, he's a media darling for people to talk very highly about, no matter what. Okay, let me say this yes, he won the Super Bowl with the Seahawks. Whoop de doo. Okay, that's a long time ago. For the past couple years, I have not believed that Russell Wilson was this guy that everybody believes him to be. Is he one of the top quarterbacks in the league? I think, yeah, he's up there in that conversation. But I don't think he is the kind of guy that transforms a team. I think he's a good, solid guy that can lead a team. I'm just looking at the stats from this game. 20 for 33, 184. Tell me how this is a vast improvement over over, uh, Teddy Bridgewater from last year. How is this a vast improvement from Teddy Bridgewater from last year? Because it's not. 
Teddy Bridgewater was actually, I'm pretty sure, and I I meant to pull up the numbers and compare them because Teddy Bridgewater uh, at this point, I remember last year we were talking about, wow, he's somebody actually throwing should, the ball. Somebody maybe should give him a number, uh, an opportunity to be a number one somewhere. I, try, I, I mean, he looked better in this offense. He looked better with Denver than than Russell Wilson does. So I'm confused at why we thought Russell Wilson was going to come and transform this team. I don't think that it's panic time because I don't know if anybody really ever was other than if you were a Denver fan thought that they were going to do some amazing things. Now the defense is the bright spot for them because they have a defense that is able to fly around, cover people. Um, PS two is the truth. I'm just going to say that right now. Um, but outside oh, of you think so? Because I felt as though the first couple of weeks of the season, he was getting uh he was getting his work cut out for him. I mean, he's got you know, he's facing some tough guys, okay. Just, but in coverage, he's been doing decent, he's been doing a decent job. Also, if you think about it, let me look at their hold on, because I'm pretty sure in there I was looking at their sacks, it's not that hot at the moment. Yeah, I mean this is a top this is a top three defense, man. This is a top three defense. They're third in passing yards. Like the PS2 in that secondary, they're doing a good job. Yeah, now, they've gotten burned now, here and it's there. It's funny that you say that because now I'm gonna bring up Fracture Walnut's comment when he says Russ is only good when he has a top 10 defense. That defense put him in great spots to put points on the board. Now, like you said, he has a top five defense. The way numbers top look three. So if that's the case. And Rush, you're still not performing right now. Again, I think it's a collective. It's not. I'm not going to put it just on Russ. And I might be blinded to what Russ did in, in Seattle. I have no problem saying that. But it's hard for me to put the blame on Russ when we've seen the way Nathaniel Hackett has been coaching so far. Granted, it's only three weeks. Oh, he's let's see how this, no, let's he see how this plays well. out. But overall – if this doesn't get fixed this season, Nathaniel Hackett is out. They're not, they're not, they're not going to move away from Russell Wilson. Nathaniel Hackett is out. They're getting another coach in there. And then we'll really see if Russ is the problem or somebody else. But right now, there are no excuses for Russ. When you have a top 10 defense, you need to go out there and go and go play and, and, and be the guy. Russ is the problem. Could, Russ let's let's, is let's the circle problem. back on this in week seven. Let's, start, let's, no, let's give it another month. Okay? Russ is the problem. Let's give it another month. Fracture One also said Jimmy G is who the 49ers thought he was. Yeah, stop with the Jimmy G slander. I hate that, man. You got to really get on my nerves. I, I, I agree. Jimmy G, he, he'll be fine. Because when, when the 49ers are back in the NFC Championship game once again, we'll be like, what the hell? How did that happen? But Jimmy G left. Uh, Fracture One also says that game was two old people who should just hang him up. Max respect them, but like Bruce, but like Bruce Buffer, it's time. If you know anything about UFC, but mm. yes, of course he was talking about the Packers and Bucks game on that one. All right, let's go ahead and wrap it up, and we'll just preview this Dolphins oh, and Bengals game. Can I say right this real quick? quick? Of course. Just to just to you know bring the point home about Russ and his situation in Denver. Sure, let's wrap it. After three games this season. Russell Wilson only has 743 yards and two touchdowns, right? Mm -hmm. After three games last season, 
Teddy Bridgewater had 780 yards. Okay. I'm just trying to say this, and I'm trying to paint this picture so everybody understands. There has been no upgrade at the quarterback position for the Denver Broncos. And not to mention, not only has there been no upgrade, but it's the same exact people on that offense. It's not like they lost people in free agency or they had a problem. The weapons that were there last year are the exact same weapons that are there this year. So you got less yards than Teddy Bridgewater. And not to mention, you got less touchdowns because Teddy Bridgewater threw three games last year. Not only had 780 yards, that man also had four touchdowns. I don't care who the Broncos have played for the three. I don't care. I don't care. The three teams will be the Seahawks, the Texans, and the 49ers. Yes. Yeah, the Texans are not top 10 defense. No, he said who he's asked who the Broncos have played for the, for their defense to be top 10. I mean, oh, yeah. But that's the same argument we had about the Panthers last year when they started. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. No, I, I definitely remember that. Um, but again, that's why we have to, of course, wait and see what happens. All right, let's go ahead and wrap it up tonight. I know everybody's trying to go ahead and get, get the little ones in the bed. So let's go ahead and wrap this up with a preview of the Thursday night football game, Dolphins and Bengals. For me at the moment, I'll be completely honest. I don't have a pick right now. I don't know who's going to win this game. The but Dolphins. I do know, but I do know the Bengals will be coming out in them icy all white uniforms Ooh, with the white well, with the yeah. white helmet as well. So I, I can't wait to see that. I'm pretty sure Dolphins will probably be Apple I owe you. That's the matchup to look out for too. And also, just to, I think this is another measuring stick game as well for the Dolphins. Once again, uh, you're going on the road to play against the AFC Conference Championship team that, of course, won, won the AFC. Uh, won, won the AFC went to the Super Bowl. Mm, I might uh, pick the Bengals. Again, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll we'll have our picks on Thursday, but for this game ish, is this a must win for the Bengals? Um, I don't necessarily think it's a must win. Let me look at the North right now. Yeah, I don't think it's a must win at this situ at this point. Still too um, early in the season. It's still early in the season. I mean, they're like what a game behind Baltimore and Cleveland. And with Cleveland, you just don't know with that whole situation going on. Um what they're going to look like in a couple of weeks. You with Baltimore, we know their record with health and everything that's going on there. So um, I, I'm happy with Baltimore leading the division right now, and I think they can keep doing it. And I don't think Pittsburgh is that that strong. So I think if Cincy can kind of hang around there, um, they'll be okay. And I think they can find a way to make it into the playoffs with a wild card position. So uh, I don't think it's a must win, but I definitely want to see a performance. I think it's important to see a performance from them. I think the way in they play this game is going to say a lot about what to expect from them moving forward. Not mad at that take at all. Uh, of course, we'll have our picks on our social media pages for Thursday Night Football. 
Um, this is gonna be a good one ish. Um, uh, this, I'm excited about watching this one. This one's going to be once, a good one. The NFL is, has gotten a primetime game right again. I mean, it's rare that they get it right, but they got it right this yeah, time, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I don't know when it comes to getting it right. Um, but yeah, this this is gonna be a good one. And I'm not, again, I'm not even talking about Tyreek Hill and Eli Apple matchup, I'm just talking about matchups across the board. Um, young coach versus another young coach, mm-hmm. uh, two AFC teams trying to, you know take ownership of this conference when it comes to the changing of the guard. You know, it's no more of this Patriot or Steeler uh, of a conference. So it's going to be very interesting. We'll see what happens. And as always, we will see y'all on Sunday, uh, 10 o'clock morning. Central, 11 o'clock Eastern time, of course, for week four uh, previews of uh, the matchups that we have for week four. And as always, uh, we will see y'all on Tuesday for week four recap as well here on Next Talking Ish. We will see y'all, of course, next time. Peace. Yes, sir.